April 11, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro's show.
don't never be the same. Well, if I suffer, don't make no difference in me. Well, if I suffer, make no difference in me. Come on, I hope you got to give me the rocket. Happy Saturday from Asheville, North Carolina. I got Morgan Gurr on the line with, uh, what we, I should say, what we started off the show, John Coltrane Consequences, then uh, Drunken Prayer, which is Morgan's unit, with Sam Henry. Now, this is the Sam Henry who drummed in the first Wipers album, right? Yeah, Sam's great. Yeah, you know, I met him once. And of really? course, I wouldn't bullshit you, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> not, not about that. <laughs> anyway, I asked him. <laughs> I asked him, "What was it like to be in the Wipers?" You know, I love the Minutemen. We love them first three records, especially the yeah. first one. And he said, "Well, the rule number one with uh, Greg Sage, right? Uh-huh. No laughing in the van. <laughs> no laughing. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So I didn't ask him rule two and three and four. <laughs> you know, fuck. Anyway, uh, hunt me down and kill me. Something live with Sam Henry, and I yeah. know he got off drums and was playing bass for Napalm. Uh, Napalm Beach. Beach, yeah, because there's an yeah. England one called Napalm Death, right? Napalm Death, yeah, I get them mixed up. Right, I, me too. So anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, I thought he played great. You know, it's a trippy thing about those. I think all three of those Wiper records have all three different rhythm sections. But, like, the one thing in common is, like, Greg Sage don't mix in any kick drum. <laughs> like kind of miming it on the kick. But, uh, uh, look, this new record, since la- last time we talked, we talked about your journey through music. Yeah. So we're all caught up on that. But let's talk about from the time we last talked last year and now with this new album. 
Yeah. So well, what, uh, what was the germ? Yeah. What was the the disease that grabbed you? <laughs> well, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's it's the the current one we're we're living through. Um, like the Cordelia Elsewhere came out last year, and I, yeah. I toured all over for it. And I was on the tail end. I was about to go to South by Southwest um, to kind of like wrap up any kind of promo for it um, when uh, when the COVID hit pretty hard um, and obviously didn't make it down there for that. In the meantime, I was working on this current record with uh, s- some friends who, uh, do you know the band um, Ohm? Sure. Anyway, Anyway, they were they they record out in um, Albuquerque, and I was at their studio recording drums and some guitar and stuff, and uh, was going to bring it back here to Asheville to finish it up with um, not to I'll just keep name dropping here, but uh, Paul Oldham from uh, Palace Brothers. Oh yeah, uh, on bass. Um, I was in the middle of doing that when kind of total lockdown happened. So, um, the ironically, the one kind of single I had ready was. And I finished up during this this whole lockdown was this crazy it's called Crazy Alone, uh-huh. um, which which was which was I started writing because a lot of this last tour was solo and I don't really like playing solo that much and it was just driving me insane not having a band, um, and then so I had the chorus and then finished it up during uh, this whole this whole lockdown thing basically here I'm I'm lucky to have a, a little bit of recording equipment and some you know and some some guitars and drums and stuff and so. Finish finish that up, and that's that's actually going to come out next uh, next Thursday with with a video. So I'm still working remotely. The whole album isn't, isn't out yet, but this is the first kind of single out from it. Okay, now now, now Paul was on bass, but then ain't home like a bass drum band. Yeah, well, I didn't. I was, it was just their their studio and their um. Oh, their oh pro- not them, not them. Their producer. No, it, it was. Um, the, the drums sound a lot like ohm drums. They're nice, big and expansive. That's kind of what I was going for is, is yeah. that kind of, that kind of sound anyway. But no, I, I'm friend with, uh, Emo. We went to school together, but, uh, I wasn't lucky enough to get any of those guys to play on it. Okay. But, uh, what's the name of the studio? Berkey? Is it in Berkey? It's, yeah, it's called Empty House. Empty House. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was in Berkey and the hawk and a hacksaw people that's what yeah. I stayed with yeah yeah I know Albuquerque through the handsome family okay um, so so it's their guitar player and one of their drummers is, is on this oh really the whole thing or just appearances um, most of it wow great yeah yeah it's it, it took a really cool and strange kind of um almost Mark Rebeau kind of um uh, Prostitos kind of feel to it. Well, 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 Morgan, let me ask you: How did you go, go into it? Did you have like a a bunch of demos down? Yeah. Or did you just have words, or did you have? Um, I had. Uh, I I usually write kind of music first, and then my writing's almost like speaking in tongues. You know, I just kind of like <laughs> just see see what comes out. So I had a lot of songs that I knew those guys. I've I've toured with the Handsome Family before, and I kind of knew these guys and the way they played. And the songs just kind of—I had them in mind while I was writing. So ah, it, so you wrote the parts with them in mind. And yeah, then, and then yeah. you made like you playing everything little demo. Pretty much, yeah. We did. We do. We were. I mean, we did it mostly uh, sharing files online, to where I would just send them a demo, and and so they were they were kind of rehearsed by the time I got there, and in a couple of days oh, we they not, already knew the tune. Oh, all right, you you flown yeah, them ahead yeah. of time. 
So they cracked yeah. up their parts, and then you got in there, and you guys could, yeah, okay. Yeah, and and you know the nature of the songs is it, I, uh, they don't need to be overly rehearsed anyway. So a little more off the cuff is good. So it really worked. We got a lot done in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which so, has worked out for this situation. You know, I've got I've got a couple albums worth of material I can just sit here and fiddle with. Right, right. So you you trusted you, them to come up. Uh, well, like interpret your parts, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it was a leap of faith, but but I mean, I played with them enough to where I didn't really they 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 came vetted. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you didn't have to like. Well, this one's about you know when I was five years old and I thought I was thirty seven years old and I want you to play like you're wearing a yellow skirt. Right. No, <laughs> you know I I I go for chemistry with the people I'm sure. playing with to where I I kind of it's it's interesting to me. I know. I know where my limitations are, so it's it's nice to bring people in where you trust them, and you know sometimes things go you know forty five to take a forty five degree angle, and you just kind of run with it, and it's and sure. it's, it's interesting ninety nine percent of the time. You know? Well, it's always it's always interesting. <laughs> well, well, unexpected, right? Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I love I love that. So you put something out there, and then stuff you might have never thought of because you didn't have that con those combination of things. Exactly. They don't. They don't have the emotional attachment that I do to the songs, and are just kind of coming at it with uh, fresh, fresh ears. And sure. if you trust those ears, you know it's it really, really fun things can happen. How'd you meet these cats? Basically through the Handsome family. I toured no, Europe. No, but how did you meet them? Uh, well, on um, this, the guitar player is kind of a Swiss Army knife. Plays a lot of things. He plays in the Handsome. Oh, how to meet the Handsome family? Yeah. I was on tour playing guitar with Freakwater out of ah. uh, Chicago. Out of Chicago. Sure, um, sure. I remember those cats. So I was I was in that band and also opening up for it, and we played in Albuquerque. And um, is that the, the brother and sister? No, it's it's two women. Janet Bean. That's right. Uh, that's right. She's in Eleventh uh, Eleventh Day Eleventh uh, Dream Day. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, the the uh, Doug McComb on the bass. Yeah, yeah, and Rick Rizzo. Rick Rizzo. Um, yeah, my memory. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's I'm it's thinking a, of this guy, this brother and sister out of Chicago that made these trippy operas. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that almost sounds like Handsome Family, but they're married. No, 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 it ain't. It was just Watt being an idiot, and then Bongwater was fucking Kramer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and I remember playing with uh, Firewater. In, yes. At, at, yeah. um, on Hoboken and stuff. Okay, right. okay. So that's the connect when you were playing in Freakwater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we came, we came through. They saw it, and and uh, they 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 bought everything I had. They they you know there's no accounting for taste, but they liked it all, and so we we just kind of uh, stuck together. But maybe that's a good thing, Mark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I want to play here uh, science.
this tune because this one needs to be working to my advantage while I'm on hiatus. <laughs>
harmonise le coucher du soleil. Oui. Et la nuit s'étend sur le village. Les bergers et bergères, rentrant leurs troupeaux, se disent encore une dure journée de passer ici-bas. Le Mais bien, <rire> il taquine la calebasse. Et, ouais. et la nuit s'étend sur le village. Alors là, la grand-mère a préparé un bon poisson aromatisé. Fifi avec Oh wow, bon foufou. Alger, avec Sauce gombo N'est-ce pas Pili, pili. C'est sur le village. Vous avez un village. Vous avez un village. Vous avez Sois au village
playing he's playing melodic parts on the drums while he's keeping the beat. It's really amazing. Wow, the lady who helped uh, Ben Lee could do shit like that. Yeah, that's it. My, my rock. Yeah, well, you got rack. You know, well, you got such uh, ambidextry. You, yeah, I, I think drummers have to kind of have that a little bit because all their limbs are working different. But Sid can do piano. So you mean he comes out to Ashland? Um, he comes. He comes on tour. Usually, it's me going to Portland. I go to okay. Portland yeah. uh, probably every three months. Wow. Um, just, just to just to keep the iron in the fire. I've got a really good a draw there for some reason. I mean, I lived there for like eight years. So, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you telling me. It's always kind of a honeymoon, so that that helps out too. And it really changed. I bet back in Sam with uh, Greg Sage days. I mean, there was one club, Satyricon. Satyricon, yeah, now, yeah. Boom went through that deck. Say what? D Boom went through that deck. He kept no playing. Way, really? Yeah, he was up to his armpits and kept playing. Did he get hurt? <laughs> no, he just was. You know, he, he would dance when he played, so he's pole going. And I remember the boss was George, right? He looked totally like yeah. uh, Carlos Santana, but he, a Greek yeah. guy. But a Greek know, guy, guys. yeah, yeah, and he, <laughs> the nice guy. And he was like kind of freaked out, but he was very impressed. D Boom kept, you know, charging hard. <laughs> but now there's what like 10 15 clubs yeah, oh my god they're 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 everywhere you can't throw a stick with it and it's and some really good ones too that's right i was last time i was there in october no september it was mm -hmm. uh mississippi studios yeah that's the last place i played there they're they're in doug fur using my uh my haunt. Doug fur is a good pad too yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure. First time I played there, I was like, man, this is awfully L.A. looking, you know, with the lit up floors and stuff. <laughs> what about Ballard? You know, there's a little... Oh, up in uh, Seattle? Oh, that's Seattle. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was Ballard, they, they... this thing called the Tractor Tavern. Yeah, I was just up. I just played there. The most Tractor bitch and load in, Morgan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? They got a dock. You could keep the boat back there. Hell yeah, and they lock it up. You can just go hang I'm out. Fucking I, I spent probably like two or three days there before. <laughs> okay, so Sam, you'll go out there, and Sam, you just jam with him. He he can play everything. God damn, he can he can play everything. I mean, it's like he he kind of plays bass on the drums too because he's hitting the the couple of toms as he's playing. Yeah, just to right. He does a lot of that. I noticed. And if you mix it, you know, if you have a, a sound person that's on the ball, you know, they can kind of like get it dialed in. He was a. Uh... I mean that record's like from 1978 or 79. It, it goes back. Yeah, I'm surprised how old it is. Like it's it's back there with like Gun Club and stuff like that. Even before. Yeah, before yeah. And I remember they were like one of the only bands out of there. There was a magazine called OP at Olympia in Washington State, but there was no such thing as grunge. Right. Not it's named. Kind of manufactured. Yeah. I think after Jane's Addiction played up there, then all of a sudden there was grunge because you could play lead guitar real loud or something. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, David, exactly. David but uh, so, like, when you left Portland, you really didn't leave all the way. No, I've never really. I mean, my license is still uh, still a Portland address on it. My driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mainly just sentimental. I own, I own a house here in uh, West Asheville. Okay. Um, it's really easy to tour out of Asheville, and it's not as it's expensive for North Carolina, but compared to the West Coast, it's not so bad. No, no not at all. And, <laughs> not uh, a, although I will say, man, going across Smokies, there's some scare. Is it I forty? It can be scary. Ooh, yes, because the fog, so, the, the and the way they built it too, some of those turns and curves. Yeah. yeah, and rock slides all the time. Yeah. 
So when and you're so, going into Tennessee, you know, I know that little run there can be a little dangerous. Yeah, between here and Knoxville, you go over right, this mountain. Right. It, it's unforgiving. I've had panic attacks through there before. And, and, and people around there told me it was just built wrong. They didn't really put a lot of thinking into the design. Oh, really? Yeah, that... and so, yeah, they... Well, it was people's property or something. Somebody had big money, and they made them make all these weird detours, and that's what I was told anyway. It's fucked I believe... up. But I know they, that has nothing to do with the fog, but if, if you do have a lot of fog, then maybe you got to make less turns. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it adds to it. Or like like big like eighteen wheelers going by, and if it's raining, it's. <laughs> It's it's hair raising. I don't I don't play in Knoxville that much from here for that reason mainly. You know I've been having a lot of. There's a scene over there. I had a lot of cats the last few weeks on the show, and, and some are coming up. It's 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 got you know around what's it called the uh, blue uh, pilot. The pilot pilot light. Pilot light. Yeah. Yeah. That's in a fact, great the club. boss there is going to be on. He's got a band called White Greg. Yeah, they mm-hmm. got a whole little scene going on there, and I uh, had Bark on la- a few days ago and. Really? They were from Jackson, but they moved up there. And, and you know, I've been helping a guy named Mike Baguetta. Uh-huh. He's from Western Mass, but, you know, he moved there for Econo. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some that We were going to play a festival called Big Ears, and it's kind of experimental, right? Yeah, Big Ears Festival, yeah. Right, right. So it's, I think, put on by the same cat. No, it's, the yeah, it's uh, something to do with the pie, but it's the guy with the Bonnaroo, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I always forget Bonnaroo's in Tennessee, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, but it's a little town, right? But then yeah. this guy, uh, maybe that's where he's from, Knoxville, because he started this uh, big years. And You know, I, I, don't, I never said canceled any of these. I, I said postponed because oh, we're going to get through this somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, try, I try to stay off the news unless it's a, a doctor talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You don't want to go insane. I mean, even the sound of that voice. I can't handle it. Oh, man, I, I can't. I'm a weak man. I just cannot handle that voice. No, I've been going out and just, like, like playing baseball and riding my bike and stuff. <laughs> just, I've, been, teach, I've, been, I've got a six-year-old son. I taught him how to play baseball and ride a bike. Wow. Does he yeah. play instruments? Um, he plays. He's got a natural He's got a natural talent for it, so he he's less interested in music because he's really, it comes, I'm giving him piano lessons, and yeah. he's learning yeah. to play the drums. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like pulling teeth. Oh, but he's yeah. really, but he's really good at it, and I think that's the reason. Like, it comes really easy for well, him. Yeah, and he don't like the practice, maybe. No, no, he would rather just sit there and just play the drums. You yeah. know, that's as great. opposed to Jay as opposed to trying to make him play with a metronome or something. Well, you know, I think if if you can play drums, you can play anything good because it's all rhythm. Yeah, I agree, and and, and kind of like we were saying with Sam Henry, right. Uh, it makes sense he's a decent piano player because he already is a hell of a drummer. Yeah. You know, so, so you got a good idea there, Morgan. Maybe mandatory drums for everybody in school. I think it's kind of like everybody <laughs> ought to like everybody ought to wait tables too. <laughs> that too, of course, to get learn some play drums, humility. Play drums yeah. and wait tables, and you'll be fine for life. Learn some humility. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. The shit, you know. Hey, I put some coins on the table. I said, dance. <laughs> All right, fuckers. It, it, I gave it church. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, uh, yeah, in 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 the whole idea of uh, I don't know. Remember drum drummers where you put the retarded guy, right? Actually, they're the heart of the band. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like and instead of just sticking somebody back there who's just the, the most violent person in your in your friend group, <laughs> somebody who has a little finesse. You know, I should have said what songs we played. There was Science by Drunken Prayer. What were you thinking of? Or, 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 or do you, are you like, uh, hey, what? I wrote the song. Why do I have to fucking explain it? Either way, I mean, like, they're up for interpretation for the most part. Science is a little more specific. Like I said, a lot of times when I write, it's it's kind of like speaking in tongues to where it's things come out and you just, just find a connection in, in, sure. in what I'm saying. Science was uh, written at the dawn of the, the, the Trump era, um, watching the sunset. I was taking, taking a walk through, through, through Asheville. It was a beautiful day. And there was all this, all, this, all these, these people knocking on science. Those uh, kind of religious types. It's like, man, it's, it's not an either or situation. <laughs> you know, science is beautiful. It, it can be, and it can be terrible too at the same time. You know, it could be. It's all written on the hand of God. Yeah, the steak knife, right? You can yeah. cut your yeah. meat, or you stab your buddy when you're all borracho. <laughs> 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 okay, then we had Gareth Sager doing. The, Tom Talbert's Blues, that's a, a cover of uh, Tom Waits. The girls, this was a great single. David uh, Thomas, uh, Perubu guys, put, he put it on his Herthen label. They were out of Boston, incredible band. Steve Stain's favorite band, the girls with the Elephant Man. Schizofew out of Amarillo with Fort Worth Skyline. Thank you, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, I think, uh, Caravan of Dreams, Arnett came out of uh, Crushed by Pimps, England, Margot Goes Boho, uh, Manu Dabango, yeah, he just passed away, uh, incredible cat, Cesar Village, uh, Las Cabras, the goats, huh? Queen of the Curves, and finally Drunken Payer, Into the Water, is that kind of a baptism? A little bit, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that that song started off as, as I was doing the laundry, and I kept throwing my hands into the into the water and i was hoping that the water wasn't wasn't clean because 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 <laughs> i've been out like digging in the dirt or something <laughs> that di that didn't make for a very compelling story so i kind of moved it around a little bit no but what a way to start a song with <laughs> yeah well you, you know, know cause I, right they come out of notions and or just something well, that happens in real life Exactly. Well, yeah, and you find yourself like kind of singing these kind of sing-song melodies and you, they have these little words into them and then I like I like just messing around with words in general. So you know, the next thing that comes is like, oh man, this is kind of a, a baptism song. And after a little bit, it starts to make sense for no, for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the wonder. Uh, yeah. Morgan, right at the end of the first hour, uh, April 12, twenty twenty. Nope, April eleven, twenty twenty. Lose track of the days these days. Old time for hour two. April 11, 2020, it's the second hour of the Walk from Pedro show. I knew a girl thought once she could fly. She believed it up until the day she tried. Rock and roll could not control her folly light But she always remembered right Rubble and dust, the 
angels do not trust us anymore. She throws her arms around me and says, How I live matters more than what I believe. And she believes we're gonna meet forevermore. Somewhere between the bar stool and the floor Here's your hat, what's your hurry, here's the door In between the bar stool and the floor Rubble and dust, the angels do not trust us
wildfire But the wildfire don't need a flame And the flame isn't looking for a spark You were a daddy's pride and joy But he really wanted a boy He was the apple of your Looking for a flame, and the flame is looking for a wildfire. But the wildfire don't need a flame, and the flame isn't looking for a spark. It ain't natural to be here now, swimming with a shark. Looking for a flame for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour. Drunken Prayer doing Rubble and Dust. Rubble and Dust. Anything to say about that, Morgan? Yeah, not, I mean, not not particularly. That was that was taken from an Obama speech, the uh, Rubble and Dust line. Yeah. Um, the last yeah. one he gave, <clears throat> driving, I was driving through L.A. <clears throat> um, is the last, his, his outgoing speech was you were driving through L.A. How long did that take? And then the rest of the, the chorus came from reading, a, um, it was a, a church sign. A church sign that said, uh, how I live matters more than what I believe. And I kind of kind of chewed on that for about a year. Yeah. 
Well, I was wondering how long it took you to drive through L.A. It probably took a year. <laughs> I wrote a whole song. Yeah, because that, that, you know, our traffic can be bad. Right now, well, I don't know. I've been, I only been outside once in the last six days to dump the trash and st start the motor once so the battery wouldn't die on the boat. Uh, have, but, you, have you been to a grocery store? Uh, you know, I, I bought a couple weeks ago a bunch. Yeah. And then I've had a couple times kind people. Just bring you stuff? Yeah. That's like great. To like toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I actually got like five, six rolls. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, the first week, you know, it was using the shower as a giant bidet. That's what I was about to say. You know, that goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After, after rubble and dust. <laughs> <laughs> we had Stoma from Rotterdam with uh, La Mauvaise Nouvelle. A guy by voice, voices, next sea level, Bob Pollard. Man, can he write a lot of songs. <laughs> you know, he was here on New Year's Eve. And uh, the guy by voices, they did a hundred song gig, five hours. Jesus. <laughs> how do you do that, man? Physically, how do you dude, do that? But dude, I think he's working on a hundred eighth record right now. That's in, that's incredible. And he's, and he's starting to collaborate. I mean, all that other shit was all him. <laughs> I think with the double album number hundred was when he first he's letting Doug Gillard come in and uh, right with him. Then we he's, had uh, Andre Vita from Berlin with wrote about Chunka Bella out of uh, Barcelona, Huya girls. Finally, Drunken pr Prayer with Sparks. Do you remember this uh, ZZ Top song? I think it's the last song on Trey Sombre's Master Sparks. Master of Sparks, yeah. <laughs> I heard a funny story about that. that well, you know what it's based on? Like, what? it's kind of real life. These guys get all fucking borracho. And put, <laughs> one of them get a 55-gallon oil tank empty. Uh -huh. They put it in the back of a pickup truck, get up sixty miles an hour, <laughs> <laughs> just let it let it fly. That's the master sparks, <laughs> <laughs> right? The sparks from the fucking barrel. <laughs> you know, you get bored down there. <laughs> but then when I saw it, I was thinking, you know what? Because me and D Boone didn't, we didn't like Tommy so much, but we did like Sparks. It's really good on uh, Live at Leeds. Oh yeah. Oh that whole that whole album is, is otherworldly. Is it a trip? But the opera we liked was quick one. Anyway, I'm uh it happens all the time I wanna play. I used to sing
your uh, reputation on it. Well, man, uh, for me, it's Trey Sombres and Fandango. Those two records. And D. Boone, oh. too, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Lightning and Hopkins, but Lightning, yeah. he played a lot of acoustic. And, you know, so Billy, with along with Frank and uh, Dusty, you know, I don't know. It's just they were hitting on all the trip there. Yeah. Some. Well, I, I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Really? The Stooges played with him in Monaco for the Prince. Oh, wow. He was married or some shit, wanted a big party, and had ZZ Top and Stooges. Wow, yeah. that's a fun thing to get to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, we're probably going to say that again, but uh, all three of them guys were really, really nice people. Man, good cats, really good yeah. cats. I'd be surprised if they weren't. You know, they they come across as just genuinely, just like Absolutely. just doing something. So it ha- it happens all the time. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my. That's a. Uh, I don't know. These are strange times we're in, and it. I I live in kind of a kind of a hillbilly section of a of a of a of a of a hillbilly part of the uh, state and it's sometimes it get as you it's uh, people talk about civil war just kind of um as kind of lightly like oh man us against them you better start getting guns and stuff it's like man do you know what do you really want to know what real civil war would look like i mean you're going door to door you know, just like, are you ready to murder your neighbor? Because that's what it would come down to. I mean, not to be too heavy, but it's like that kind of stuff scares the hell out of me. Yeah. What was the Franklin Free State? Wasn't it somewhere around there? Um. Well, there was Freetown in Alabama. But there was a part when the war, I'm talking 160 years ago. Yeah. The last time uh, we had one of those. And there was a part that didn't really want to go in because North Carolina was the first one out, right? No, South Carolina what? was. Yeah, South Carolina was. Western North Carolina has been, we've kind of stayed, has has traditionally stayed out of most conflicts on on either side. Yeah. Over, over so, on the west, on the east side, on the coast, um, Wilmington had some. Um, uh, that that might have been where the uh, Franklin was. I'm not sure. Yeah, somebody There's, was telling me something about the free state, and also there was something in northern Georgia where they didn't want to go in. So it wasn't like all monolithic. No, not not at all. But you but know. I, I think what happens, it's, I saw some of this in CB radio days, you know, 70s when I was a teenager. And mm-hmm. people just think different when they got this kind of cloak, you know, a hood mm-hmm. <laughs> of anonymity. And right. they talk shit like this and not, like you're saying, realize the consequences of it really fucking happening. Exactly. And the Internet's no different. I mean, it's just That's like an I mean. expanded version of CB radio. Where people wouldn't say this kind of shit in line at the grocery store, but they will say like the most most foul things on Twitter. Yeah, it's so fucked up, really fucked up. Then we had Mega Doubt, Amogen, uh, uh, Raymond Scott, Slowfy, Trotz Geisbeck with Clutch, Snake Charmers with Last, and finally Nini Neo, Drunken Prayer. Nini Neo. <laughs> Nine nine EO, yeah, that's a oh, nine nine. Okay, that's a, that. You know that came out of just sometimes I'm just lazy, <laughs> and I did, those are the words I was I was. It's almost a scat, um, where it's just just coming out. Um, it's something my uh, son would sing. This nine nine EO, nine nine EO, um, and it just worked. I never came up with anything better. You know about that word is trippy. Play with some Italian guys. This guy, he never wore strap. He played guitar man. Huh. Manlio. Great guy uh-huh. from uh, Terracina near Roma. 
and never use a strap. You know, he have a chair there and put his fucking foot up on it. Oh, anyway, he stood up? <laughs> he had a band called Neo because Neo, right, the Latin is like new, right? But they right. use it for slang for like kind of mole or huh. uh, wart. <laughs> and a lesion on your fucking face. Yeah. Ain't that trippy? So when I saw that, I was kind of, my mind just went to thinking about that. Straight, straight and, to that. And you know, English is the only language where the letter I has an I sound. Everybody else has an E sound. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, English. Look at the word ice. How do you get ice out of I-C-E? You know, well, <laughs> because you do. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. So, so you were telling me that the words usually don't come first. Um, not usually, no. Well, I mean, most of my songs are kind of Frankenstein together because sometimes I'll have some kind of phrase. I, I try not to put too much weight into like a, a clever turn of phrase unless it's, it means something more profound to me. Um, just cause it seems it's, it, they usually come across as like, like, like a, like a good joke gets less and less funny every time you hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah, flog it. <laughs> exactly. Flog so it. Like a, a, a clever turn of a phrase kind of gets, gets, it's old after a while. Well, it's trippy you mentioned Frankenstein. Remember that song? Yeah, uh, Edgar Winter. That's right. And yeah. I finally found out where the title comes from. What is it? It was a 40-minute prog piece. <laughs> they took, in those days, you had to use a razor blade, right? Right. And they just cut it up. It was the first <laughs> like uh, big AM hit with a drum solo. Yeah. God. It's hard to believe that was a hit. But all that stuff was all pieced together and stitched, stapled, sutured. Ain't that a trip? I always thought it was about, because the record was called They Only Come Out Nice. I thought it was some scary, but it was actually a, a, a metaphor for the song process itself. Yeah, because there was a lot of like kind of ghoulish, like Alice Cooper and stuff like that. That's right. <laughs> but see? Yeah, I assume that's where pop, it came from. My pop told me, you know, when you assume you make an ass out of you, he said, boy, that was not spelled that way <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Wise man. <laughs> so all these years, I assumed I made an ass out of you and me. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't even know. Yeah, didn't even know. We're at the end of the second hour, April 11, 2020 edition. Morgan Greer, Hold Tight Fire 3. April 11, 2020, it's the third hour of the Lot for Pedro show. field daddy was a dog and your mama was a storm 
And when the rains came, a killer was born. Nobody inhibition means you always got your way. The hand that's bleeding might stop beating you one day. So smile, you're entering the mission field. Now you are entering the mission field. Hurricane Katrina. Halfway to hell, police picked him up off of the streets of Slidell. So smile, you're entering the mission field. Now you are entering the mission field.
let the light build up from so far away. Look at the time it took to reach our eyes. It just takes time for them to get the idea. But the star seems so to emerge out of just a short time to appear before the eye and really shine like the Pileides sisters. Yeah, when that group gets going, you can see them really good. And they look just adorable. And so, my friends, when I take the time to build up that light all that time, well, it is worth it to pick it out and really see. A star or your favorite group will shine for you if you take the time to let it just build and shine in its own right. show start off the third hour with time to go drunken prayer you got any thoughts on that 
that was written um, on the west on the west coast, kind of thinking about like. Uh, oh fuck! Ast- it wasn't Ast- time Ast- to go. Kind of- We're gonna play time to go next. This was the mission field. <laughs> oh yeah, that's about yeah. That's um. That's kind of like I used to take these walks in Portland and around a lot of places. You see these signs in these churches that say "Smile, you're entering the mission field." And they they're inward facing, so as you're as you're leaving the church, that's what you you see. And it always struck me as an interesting idea that the entire world is 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 where you put what you believe into practice. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian thing, but but like if you you know if you're going to treat people well, don't just do it when you're in your pad. Yeah, Sally Forth. Yeah, just go go out and do that. And you you know when you're feeling road rage or something, stop. Right, <laughs> little right. things. Little things. Yeah, but th- yeah, that's, that's very wise, I think, because I think stress is the biggest killer, you know, we get too full of ourselves. Yeah. And then what's the first thing? Contempt for your fellow human. Yeah, yeah, it's their fault. Yeah. So, but it's 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 easier to it's easy to sit at home and be like, well, I'm a I'm a good I'm a good guy, you know. Right. I tip well, I hold the door for little old ladies, but you actually have to do those things. That's right. Put it to test. Mm-hmm. Uh, dance of complexity from full funk, crane home cooking, comply or die. That's uh, Ian out of Belfast. Well, actually, it's a little town near there, Seaford. DMT and staring at a star from Joe Brewer and finally oligarch supervillains version two from Thalem. He's he's uh, right now hunkered down in New Mexico huh. and uh, yeah he's one of these guys. I mean he was living for a while in Pacifica, but he's like hundred percent on tour, so his whole way of life is gone. For yeah, now. yeah. And uh, I guess a lot of it, I mean, you were talking about losing the South by Southwest. My friends in Wire, the same thing happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they got there. And maybe it's good, though. A lot, a lot of those a couple, they're over 60, you know, like me. And maybe you got to not be around the bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. that This tour I did in September, November. Just for what the fuck. I'm not going to shake anybody's hand this tour. I just gave elbow and maybe some knuckle. Yeah. I did not get 45 gigs in 45 days, not one day sick. I drove all 13,380 miles. And then this shit comes. Well, what happened was two weeks. Two weeks. I didn't play for two weeks coming home after the tour. Then I do this gig up in K-Town and some dude shook my hand after the gig. And damn, at Thanksgiving, I and I had a bad sickness. I wonder if it was this shit. That's, I mean, that's, that's part of this, the scary thing is that it seems to affect everybody kind of personally. Yeah, that's the unknown. What you, what, what the scary part? You know? I know, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be one thing. I think we got to get ready for maybe the next time. I, we just got to have a better plan B. I think because. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. I was reading about viruses killing off the, the dinosaurs that didn't get killed by the meteor. So this shit goes way back. In fact, they think viruses might have been here before the rest of life because they're very strange. They're just genetic material, you know. They're not really, they don't even call them life. They call them edge of life, like copying machines, these motherfuckers. Crazy. Yeah, they, they infect bacteria. Yeah. Now, now we're going to play Time to Go.
<laughs> yeah. <laughs>
go. This is I Gotta Get Out.
another town I hate what they did to my town So I moved to another town I thought the change would do me good Cordelia understood The ghosts were creeping for Pedro Show. Drunken prayer with time to go. For real people. Chinese herbal medicine after that. Aquatic zigzags. Killer killers. San Ardo. Gotta get out. Pigs on the wing. That's a Pink Floyd cover from Thrust. 
not not Fez, which is uh, Brother Phil up in Big Bear. Finally, Cordelia, drunken prayer. Uh, what's what's on the burner? Obviously, getting through this shit right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to be, like I said, halfway through making this new record, and I've got this, this single that's coming out um, on Thursday with a, and we did we so we did an interesting video. There's this this guy in Memphis who's going around. Uh, the, it's the the project is called America A M U R I C A. I want to credit him well. I can't remember his name, but he's taking uh, portraits of people from behind their front doors and in their windows and stuff, just kind of. Uh, distance and so we kind of took that idea and made a video out of it with this song that's coming out where we went around and i put a a shout out on social media asking if we could drive around and just take pictures of take video of people on their front porches or behind doors and went around town and made a video out of that and this this song that's coming out i think i I sent you a copy of it's the crazy alone oh yeah yeah now now, uh when you see behind the doors was there was there window? Some some of them. I mean, it, it was it was it was pretty conceptual in that we wanted to see people fr- from a distance. You know, we're obviously not going to go and and just like take close ups of them. Well, um, what I'm saying is, like, if you came to my hatch, yeah, there ain't no window. You wouldn't know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe applied. <laughs> well, we got a few people on their front yard, or you know, uh, like uh, however stoop. close we could come on their stoop. On their stoop, yeah. There's one. One guy was up in a tree. He had like been <laughs> staying in a treehouse. <laughs> he's, he's taking this shit real serious. <laughs> and and so, uh, but this cat's in Memphis. Yeah, the guy. The guy. I mean, I'm sure there's there's people doing it all over. But I saw it from, um, and I really wish I could remember his name. But like I said, it's America. Yeah, he's in Memphis. He does. He has like this. Um, uh, a trailer park in a um, inside a garage that he that you can come hang out in. But when before all this happened, I knew him just as an artist there. It's got a, a trailer park you can hang out in. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, it's it's set up and it's it's indoors and there's all these really interesting old trailers. Wow. Um, it's, it's it's just a giant art piece <laughs> that that people live in or just hang out. I'm not sure. If he, I think he lives there. It, okay, okay, so his name is Jim Harmon. That's what it Jim is, Harmon. and it's and it's in Memphis, and I can't, it's just like a really big, really huge, like almost parking garage kind of warehouse, and he's got a half dozen trailers set up like it's like it's a little kind of, um, oh, what was that Nicolas Cage movie? Um, oh, um, where they're they're hanging out, they're staying in this little trailer park. Um, oh man, it's just it's. You know who's got a good book on Memphis is Tav Falco. Have you read that? Oh, yeah, I haven't read that. I love Tav Falco. Yeah, he's you know he's been living in Vienna a while now, but he wrote this great book on Memphis going way back. And then you know, it's not all total documentary because like he'll come into he'll talk about some old tiny scene you know, and then all of a sudden he's in it. He's part of it. Oh wow! <laughs> he's riding his motorcycle or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. 150 years ago. It's a I great book. That. It's it's I can't remember the exact title, but it, it's about Memphis, Memphis in town, and Tav Falco. He's uh, uh, getting ready to finish also his movie, his Rania Rising kind of thing. He's I got to do a tour with him. Incredible cat, man. Really? Yeah. T- 2015, me, me and Larry, uh, 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 a Knoxville cat, actually. 
Yeah, I, and, I would love to seen him with uh, the Panther Burns, the Alex Chilton thing. Yeah, well, this was like the 2015 version of Panther Burns. <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, it, it, it's it was all... something else. And uh, he, he had me wear these pointy leather shoes. They hurt my feet, but fuck it. It was still working. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we were driving the boat, I was like, nobody can. So, well, you know, might get in a wreck. Or... <laughs> I don't know. I had to wear them while I was driving. <laughs> so, so the plan right now is to get done with the rest of the album. Yeah, and that's kind of what I, what I'm doing now. Right, is, right. And you, have you got a title for it? Um, I think it's going to be called "The Name of the Ghost Is Home." <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I like that. That conjures an in image in my head. It, it and worked I guess out. you know you'll play it around when we're allowed to play around again, and that's yeah, safe. We're, we're, that's I mean like that's that's pretty much my whole life was was touring recording touring and recording sure. so so um, I'm lucky to be on the, the the recording side when when this hit um so I mean I've got a lot the funny thing is with all this time on my hands and nothing else to do yeah. it's actually harder to get motivated to to go out to the shed and start recording you know you know what I've had other music friends tell me that and then I've got like I woke up this morning just feeling guilty. I was like, "What did I do yesterday? I, I didn't do jack, you know." And I could I could be doing I could be doing more. I feel like I should be doing more, but without any kind of um, um, time frame to do it in, it's just, it's almost paralytic. Like I'd rather work on somebody else's thing than my own right now. <laughs> Ain't that a trip? Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah that, but that's you know that's a human experience, and we're living it. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's it's all it's all food for uh, food for thought. I guess right manure for the next crop. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. What it Martin, is. when you get done with this, uh, ghost is home. Yeah. Will uh -huh. you come back on the show and we can talk about it? Oh, I can't wait. I, I appreciate you having me on. It's a thrill, yeah, man. Every time, every time, really. Uh, right. And thanks for hanging in there. You'll get motivated. I know. I I know. Well, this helps. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. what's on your side. You know that, Mark. I always know that. Okay, buddy. Okay, people, it's been 11, uh, April 11, 2020 edition. What Peter show with the special guest, Mark and Gary. Keep your powder dry.